everybody. This is Rob. And this is Sarah. And you're listening to How Much Do We Love, episode number 70. What anniversary is that? Our platinum anniversary. Platinum, really? That's what the internet says. Well, it must be true. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we believe uh, everything we read on the intranet. Yes. Uh, I do love the internet. Okay, so hey, folks, how are you? Hello, folks. Have you been making all those cocktails? Oh. I have. The overclover. Over clover. It's damn good, isn't it? <laughs> it's good. Jungle Marge and Burdock were here this week and we made over clovers. And you know, Jungle Marge isn't really a drinker. And she's one of those um folks who has two sips and then sort of clutches her chest and says, Oh, I can feel it. <laughs> you know, right. It's warm. She loved that thing. She drank two of them, which is impressive. So um uh if you want the recipes for the rest of the cocktails and i know that you do because they were all delicious you can oh so good you can go to our Flickr page and um they're all there with lovely photos uh, from the kitchen studio stylings that we took that night so if you go to flickr.com and search for how much do we love you will find our account and friend us up there and And um, we've got pictures of all the beautiful um honorable mentions and winners and i have typed in the recipes for all of the drinks there excellent and you'll see some fun pictures of us at the pns explosion studios having a couple of them and um, and our and our dear friend and co-judge heidi is in one of the pictures enjoying the remnants of her over clover she is literally lapping it up out of the glass it's that good it's that good um yeah, it's good stuff. So uh, go check those out. And yes. now let's talk about something that we love. I love biographies. Ooh. Now, I, I don't read novels very often. I really enjoy um, things about, you know, like nonfiction stuff. But I especially mm-hmm. love biographies of famous or even better yet, like B-list, C-list people. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites is the Girl Singer book by Rosemary Clooney. Oh, by Rosemary good. Clooney. Yeah. Hmm. Autobiography. Oh, we like and autobiography. I, yeah. And I love um, Carol Channing's book, A Memoir of Sorts. That's a good one. Wait, you leaped a little. A Memoir of what? A Memoir of Sorts. It's oh, of called. Sorts. It sounded like you said soul arts. Swords. And I thought, that's weird. Um <laughs> You know what? I like biographies too, but I I also like the trashy TV biographies. Oh yes, like um, Eat True Hollywood Story, or mm-hmm. the actual slightly less trashy biography on A. Uh, and the slightly trashy Lifetime original. Yes, those are always good. The I Lifetime. Like when, are the Lifetime ones called? Um, I can't remember, but they often have reenactments. Intimate portraits. Intimate <laughs> portraits. So good. So good. I um I was obsessed with the Chu Hollywood story for a while. And um I learned about people I never cared about. I heard, never course. heard of. And that's what's so good about a biography. It's storytelling. Um right now I'm in the middle of reading Kay Ballard oh. autobiography, which is called How I Lost Fifty Three Pounds in Ten Years. No. <laughs> How I Lost Ten Pounds in Fifty Three Years. <laughs> That's what it is. How I Lost 10 Pounds in 53 Years by Kay Ballard. Nice. I read um, a great biography of Yip Harburg. Ooh, I bet that, that you, was I really I bet good. you would like. It's called... It's called Over the Rainbow or something like mm, that? It's called something like, Who Put the Wizard in the 
yellow oh, brick road or who put the something i may have just completely made that up no I, you're totally right i i i remember seeing this on your bookshelf in your bedroom at yeah. uh, evanston oh, it's God. good do you guys know who yip harburg is he's we're, we're nerding out here with kay ballard and yip okay. harburg but <laughs> yip harburg ey harburg known as yip was a lyricist known um Mostly to probably most of you for being the lyricist for The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Which actually is kind of a good, it was an unplanned, excellent segue. Oh, it's a great segue. I'm really <laughs> proud of you. I didn't do it on purpose. So here's the next thing that we love. Now, don't, don't judge us, but we love when people fall down. We do. It's funny. It's not, you know, not if they get hurt, but like in theater, sometimes, you know, you're in the middle of something, you're crashing a burning and like, what should I do? Just fall down. People will laugh. People will laugh always. It's and, a staple um, of children's theater. Yeah. Um, so, and the reason this segs well into <laughs> Yip Harburg is that both Sarah and I have fallen down or had accidents while performing in productions of The Wizard of Oz. Separate ones in separate, separate states. Ones. Separate witches. Separate witches. <laughs> now you might ask, what was I doing playing a witch? Uh, my apologies go to um, all of you that also listen to The Daily Purge because I've already told the story, but it's a good story, so you're going to hear it twice. I haven't heard it yet, so. Well, I was understudying a children's show at um, the Marriott Lincolnshire in Chicago. Sarah's worked there many times. I have. I'm already laughing. Um, it's in the story. round. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, before I did it, I had more than one friend, our good friend Michael and our good friend John, both were in a show with me and they're like, dude, understudying a kid's show there is very hard because it's very disorientating when you get on stage. You'll exit and you'll realize you're completely in the wrong place. Right. I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, no, trust me. You get on stage and you, because there's no set, because it's in the round, you'll go up the wrong aisle. And I'm like, whatever, old man. Like, I'm like, how am I not going to know what, which way is up? Right, because so in theater in the round, people, you know, there's seats on all sides of the stage, and there's usually uh, usually maybe four aisles to choose from to go yes. up to the backstage, offstage area. Indeed. So yes. I learned the whole track as the scarecrow, mm-hmm. and I'm and that's what I'm concentrating on. Frankly, I'm remembering the words to "If I Only Had a Brain" and all the tumbling and mm-hmm. dancing, and how every time. Um, a new friend has added the dancing to we're off to see the wizard is slightly different right. to the things I'm thinking about in my head. Right. I'm not thinking about the part where I have to come on as the wicked witch of the East during the tornado montage <laughs> dressed all in black sweatpants. Yeah. And length black gloves oh. and black um, like netting in front of my face to to, of course, you know, sup- to hide my scarecrow makeup, which is on underneath. Right. Um, and I have a black vinyl hat that is Velcroed to the top of the hoodie that I'm wearing. <laughs> and a long black double knit cape. Nice. And a broom. And Dorothy gets in the bed. Oh, Toto, Toto, we've got to hide. And the bed starts spinning. Then the lights start spinning. Right. And then... The, a guy comes on with a long PVC pipe with fabric on it that looks like a tornado. And the lights are flashing and swirling around like it's a rock concert. Mm-hmm. And then my job is to run down the aisle, which is on an incline. 
And as you're running, you kind of pick up speed. Yeah. And then you hit another ramp that right. takes you. The little short r- ramp to go up. This one, Sarah, is actually a very steep ramp yeah. because um, instead of the normal square stage at the Marriott, it's right now it's built to be a square. And then there's a round platform on top of that. So oh. you go up kind of two levels <laughs> <Yay>! at once. <laughs> yeah, it's lots of fun. Reportedly, during the adult show at night, you use that as a step. But at the kids' show, since we have to roll the bed on and off, mm-hmm. and like Elmira Gulch has to bring her bike on, it's just a very, very steep ramp. Right. So this, ladies and gentlemen, is in the freaking pitch dark, and there's kind of glow tape, which is this special tape that glows and it's supposed to show you your way, but kind of glow tape was everywhere. Ankly, the lights were spinning, and I couldn't see crap. So I run on stage, <laughs> do my little circle. And then I'm supposed to rear back on the second. When it hits that, I'm supposed to rear back as there's a sound effect of a witch cackling (laughs) and take off running full speed right up the aisle that I just came off of. Right. It's a cameo. cameo. Oh, yeah. And then you hear the sound of the house dropping and, you know, it's revealed up at the top of... Sarah will get this at the top of the prop aisle, right. which is this there's an aisle with a fake house and legs sticking out. So right. it's supposed to look like I got crushed by a house. Right. So I rear back, take off running as fast as I can, not realizing that I hadn't gone in a full circle, that I had in fact <laughs> gone in a circle and one quarter. Right. So I reared back, <laughs> ran as fast as I could, flew off the stage, which is about three and a half feet in the air <laughs> and fly into the front row of chairs <laughs> and crumple into kind of a mess. I like, I told people it felt like I was like the great gonzo. Like I felt like I'd been thrown out of a cannon and hit Statler and Waldorf balcony. Oh, cause were there children in these seats? Thank God there were not. And oh, there was God. a old woman with her purse in the second row, which I'm pretty sure I felt her boobs. Because I flew that hard that I kind of my hands and the broom landed in the second row. They broke your fall. And she screamed, bloody murder. Which, and of course, if these were children, can you imagine a witch coming at you full force? Thank God there were no children in the seats. I I stand up and the music is still going. The lights are still swirling. I look dead in the eye through my black veil and say, I'm so sorry. And I limp up the aisle <laughs> to what's known at the Marriott as the small lobby. Right. I'm in the small lobby. I'm like, what the fuck? How did I get here? I'm supposed to be this other A quarter place where I, over. My, where I can do my costume change. Because I have to come on in like three minutes. So then I'm running through the lobby, going down a set of stairs. And there's late seating children who are like, ah! Why didn't you just go... I couldn't because at the this back point, of the house. Oh, because that is lit up because that's where the fake <laughs> legs are. Behind, like I under the booth? No. The where the like the aisle that I was supposed to be at is where the fake house is with the legs. Oh, so up. you can't get into it. Oh. Oh no. <laughs> I had to go around all the way around the theater and um I had that moment where I looked at myself as I was taking off the black sweatpants and getting ready to put on my scarecrow clothes where I almost started crying because it hurt so bad. Like it, it, all I could think of is um, 
That part of Ellen DeGeneres' routine where she talks about running into a glass door. Oh, it's on one of her stand-up things. She talks about that moment where you like are walking full force and you run into a glass door oh. and there's people everywhere and you're like, oh, oh, right. oh, oh ouch. Oh, God. Right. Oh, my eye. <laughs> oh, my eye. Oh, uh, wow. So shiny. <laughs> you know, and we're just totally- And you totally play it off like, it's no, like it didn't hurt and it's no big deal. Yeah, the Doug oh. just came in. Oh, sorry. sorry. What, what just happened? Just walked in. He's like, are you recording? I'm like, yeah. Hi, Doug. Um, oh, that's a good story. Yeah, and so um, <laughs> I'm able to laugh about it now. But oh, no. I definitely... Well, and then it's that moment of... That's literally in the first five minutes of the show. Right. The Scarecrow comes on, sings If I Only Had a Brain, and that motherfucker never leaves the stage i'm like the rest of the time i'm like oh i forgot how much i'm on my knees for this show and flip yeah but now i've I've gone to a masseuse i've got my leg bandaged up as we speak to take care of (laughs) the bruises well i'll tell Uh, you after that tornado scene you know who comes on even before the scarecrow who glinda correct this is my story, and I, I didn't actually fall down, although I wish that I had because it might have put me <laughs> out of my misery, although I have other other falling down stories. I'm also not convinced I haven't told this story on the show before, but I'm sure we have new listeners, and it's just kind of a good one. Good... Um, so I'm doing The Wizard of Oz in Summerstock in Indiana, and I'm playing um, uh, Aunt M. I was about to say Aunt Eller. It's like, that's a different show. Aunt M <laughs> and Glinda. And so I do my Aunt M scene, and then... What the way the set worked was there was a trap in the middle of the stage, and so we, that was set up to be the storm cellar. Oh, the storms are coming, Dorothy, Dorothy! You know, I, <laughs> lift, I lift up the trap, and we all climb down a ladder, which goes to underneath the stage, which is where the um, orchestra pit is. And then I have to make this lightning fast change out of my old lady clothes into my Glinda costume, which is full on huge dress with a huge puffy skirt. This ridiculous, like, sort of Dolly Parton-esque blonde wig <laughs> and, um, like, a, a crown that's, like, a foot tall. You know, I mean, very much like the movie, but a right. lot cheaper. <laughs> of course. So I'm down there, and I have to change in front of all the, all the um, you know, like, an actress, you change in front of people, your fellow actors at the time, it's no big deal. But I had to, in this case, I had to change in the orchestra pit, and I didn't know those guys real well, so I was trying to be, you know, demure. And um, I throw my costume on, and then I get on this... Um, lift and I have Mm -hmm. to and I have to sort of crouch down and the effect is that then when the Glinda music starts after the tornado Mm -hmm. I am then raised on this lift up through the middle of the stage oh it's so dramatic and exciting where'd she come from didn't she just play at him (laughs) she changed so fast what's going on under the stage so I throw my costume on I get on the lift and we're not talking fancy hydraulics. We're talking a guy with a pulley and me on a, like a, you know, piece of wood. And (laughs) the, the, the lift wasn't actually, the bottom of it wasn't low enough that if you stood on it, you wouldn't stick out of the stage. So I had to start by sort of crouching down. And then when my music cue happened, I would stand up. And then as I stood, the lift would go up, which was the guy with a pulley. And I would emerge. It was very exciting and dramatic. Hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was very, very exciting. So this, I get to this point, and I get on the lift, and I'm crouched down, and I start going up. And as I'm about, I don't know, knee-high sticking out of the stage, 
there's this sort of sound and all of a sudden it stops moving. And I realized that my dress is completely caught in the gears of this pulley. <laughs> so I was like, everyone, every audience is completely giggling. You know, I mean, it's, it's totally low budget ridiculousness at this point. And there's, you know, um, the actress playing Dorothy is sort of staring in horror, like, um, what's happening? So I kind of am yanking at the dress and I can't get it out of the, of you know, it's like wrapped up in the pulley thing. Right. And I'm trying to catch, the, you know, the stage manager's eye. She's in the booth, which is across from me. Like, I can't get out of here. But the whole scene is underscored. That means there's music playing the whole time. So you have to sort of time all of your cues so that the scene ends and then you start singing. You know, so you have to sort of time everything. So I thought, I think, well, I'm just going to have to start talking because this whole scene's underscored and the music's going to end <laughs> and I'm just going to still be stuck here. And so I start my whole, are you a good witch or a bad witch thing? And you know, Dorothy keeps, she's sort of backing away from me so that she's not towering over me because I'm supposed to be the imposing figure. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I give a tug and there's this like crazy bounce and the lift springs up to floor level. Everybody laughs and kind of claps because, oh, look, the poor actress is finally out of the hole in the middle of the stage. And I start – I'm like, oh, thank God. And I start wandering around and I'm doing my blocking and I've got my wand in one hand. And the, the people behind me just will not stop laughing. And now, meanwhile, this is also a theater in the round. Yes. I should point out. Um, and it wasn't until I turned – so now my back was to a different part of the audience and they roared with laughter. It was like the kind of laugh you would kill to get <laughs> on purpose, you know. And <laughs> at that point I stopped and I reached back and the whole back of my dress from the waist down was completely ripped and hanging open. And I was wearing <laughs> big white underwear with big red hearts on it. That's perfect. And so I just took the skirt and like shoved it up into the bodice of the dress and meanwhile all, so, i mean i'm on stage with like 30 children at this point uh. actual children playing lunch kids but to supplement the sound of these kids the adult company was all sort of standing in the back of the house singing along to supplement the sound so they're standing near the sound booth so of course they get to see the entire thing and our friend heidi the one who was lapping up the overclover in that picture she yes. literally fell on the floor Laugh. When I turned my back to that section, she just fell down. She was laughing so hard. And I'm famous in that small Indiana town still. You certainly it's, are. It's been uh, over 10 years. Yeah. I know I'm the girl with the red heart underwear. When I first started getting Doug, he was working at that theater. Yeah. And I heard, I heard the stories then. Mm -hmm. oh, like yeah. People were like, well, never forget the time, Sarah Davis. And I was like, what? <laughs> well, and the thing is, it's a real small town, and they really love the theater there. And you go do summer stock, so you, you know, you're doing... A new show every two weeks, and the people in the town feel like they know you, and they treat you like you're this little like star. It's hilarious. You know, you're at the Bob Evans eating your sausage, and someone walks by and says sheepishly, enjoyed you at the Playhouse last night, Sarah. You know, like they know you. It's so funny. And uh, everyone sure knew me after that. It was a That's few awesome. years later, they had some big gala celebration for their um, – some anniversary. I want to say 40 years, but that can't be right. And they had a big, huge thing in the newspaper about it. What was one of the things they mentioned? My, you were one of the memories. My ass hanging out. <laughs> I love that you had like cartoon Tex Avery underwear on. Well, and like, it's very strange that I was wearing that because because I was changing in front of those guys. I was right. making sure to wear very plain underwear. And, and Jungle March had sent me, I don't know why, because I was 26. I wasn't a child. A set of um, day of the week underwear. But they were like very plain cotton briefs with just like a little thing in the corner. And I am... 
I'm really not OCD about many things, but for that underwear, I would only wear it if it was the appropriate day. And this was a Saturday and the Saturdays weren't clean. And so I put this other pair on that was also from Jungle March because God forbid I should wear the wrong day. No, no, I couldn't. I had to wear something different. And um, that was the one day of the entire 14 weeks I was there that I didn't go home between rehearsing during the day and doing the show at night, which is when I would have changed. So it lives in infamy. I love it. Yeah. Well, and bringing us back, I I did some googling while we were while we were mm-hmm. telling our fantastic witch stories. Right. The name of the Yip Harburg book is "Who Put the Rainbow in the Wizard of Oz." See, I was close. I knew it was who Damn. put the who put the who put the bump and the, the bump, 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 bump. bump. Those were him. some of his best lyrics. <laughs> um, I love it. All right, so people, that's all we got for you tonight. Um, check us out on Facebook. We have a there's a oh. how much do we love group there. You can search for uh, how much do we love or HMDWL and come join us um, and leave some comments or you know whatever you do on the, the Facebook and you can friend me. I'm on there. Rob yes. hasn't gotten on there, but I love getting I the haven't. love getting the friends on the MySpace. If you're on there, you can I'm find on the me MySpace there. too. But I prefer the Facebook. Yeah, so does um, God. Hey, we forgot to talk about the um, the ice cream, but let's do that next. We'll do that we'll next We'll do that time. on our next episode. Yeah. And guess what, Rob? I'm going to see David Sedaris in October. <gasps> Ooh, I'm jelly. I just found out today. So that's, awesome. that's it. Uh, September 7th, mark your calendars. Yes. Did we talk about this yet? No, not yet. No. Okay, Rob is coming to the Bay Area. That's right. And we're going to have a listener meet um, for listeners of How Much Do We Love and also Rob's other shows, The Daily Purge and PNS Explosion. We don't know where it's going to be yet. In fact, it was a big deal for us to hammer out a date. Yes. But we came up with one and it's Friday, September 7th. It will probably be in San Francisco at a bar of some kind. And, we and we'll probably try to do it earlier in the evening. Does that sound? Yeah, I have to get up there down from the valley. So... From work, yeah, exactly. Um, but you can start without me. Um, I will. As <laughs> you say, it's never stopped you. Uh, <laughs> I would start without you. So mark your calendar September 7th. Uh, you can come have a beer with me and Robbie. We would love to meet all of you because uh, I know. I've met a couple of you in the area, but other, most of you haven't met. Um, and we'll keep, you post, we'll keep you posted about that with yeah, details. definitely. And we'll, if you haven't heard it on a show, you can come look on the website. Whatever we come up with will be at howmuchdoweleve.com or on the Facebook um, group as well. Excellent. And um, tell us your falling down stories. You know. Yeah, I want to hear more. I want to hear more. I, I definitely <laughs> think that we've, and we may have even done that topic before because I know someone sent us some awesome um, videos after we did but yeah they're kind of like i love lucy moments too yes people falling down i mean i'm not talking about someone falling and like losing a tooth that's not funny it no. could be funny actually although that grape stomping lady i think sounds like she was hurt but it's still funny she just had the wind knocked out of her she was fine that's our favorite <laughs> <laughs> she was fine yeah that's it it's a horrible horrible thing to laugh at but for some reason it's really funny to us we're horrible people but if the you shot go to- if you exactly it's shot in front of um you can go to youtube and search for grape stomping lady and you'll see what we're talking about so good that's good all right people email us at podcast at how much do we love.com and we will see you next time bye everybody bye.